Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Connect the Knox. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Julia Hurley, connecting Knoxville to the nation. Today's guest is Kristen Combs, Director for Marketing at Visit Knoxville, which you're going to want to visit after listening to this podcast, and author of 100 Things to Do in Knoxville Before You Die. Kristen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we're going to dive right into it because there's 100 things to go through and only 30 minutes to get it in. But let's start first with how you ended up in Knoxville, what your story is here about Knoxville, and what prompted you to, to join the movement on getting the word out about what great things we have. Yeah, so I have been in Knoxville for over a decade now. Uh, I was not born here, which is my number one most asked question. But me and my dad were born in the Detroit, Michigan area. And his parents, and for generations back, I can actually trace to being here in Tennessee at the time of statehood in 1796. So while I'm not from here, I've got very, very deep roots. Um, and came here as a kid for reunions, vacations, that kind of a thing, and always loved it and thought, why not have a new adventure? And we moved here in 2011 and have been living our best life ever since. So it's been great. And that's really the short version of how I got here and uh, really had to learn a whole new area, which I did and have just completely fallen in love with Knoxville. We love to hear that. It's, it's kind of why people say they visit and they stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So visit Knoxville is not necessarily new uh, to a lot of people that see it. It's, it's an established space. But I remember being there when visit Knoxville was just getting off the ground and people couldn't understand the concept of separating the chamber and visit Knoxville and why there was these two things happening and how no visit Knoxville has grown now to Knoxville Sports Authority and all of the things that visit Knoxville has taken on and grown. How did you end up at Visit Knoxville and kind of what's that role like for you? Yeah, so I've been at Visit Knoxville since 2016. Uh, so I've been here for a good good while now. I started in the convention sales side and I moved into more of the marketing and communication side. So my role now is Director of Communications and Social Strategies. So I manage social media. I work with journalists so they can write about Knoxville. I do a lot of miscellaneous content providing so to help those writers write about Knoxville. And uh, all of that writing and all of those experiences kind of led me to the book. I am very familiar with our destination and, and of course, love to promote it. So that's kind of how uh, that happened. Awesome. So I'm going to ask an odd question. You may not even know the answer to this question. I'm putting you on the spot. Where was the most requested area for information about Knoxville as far as press goes or inquiries? Like, where do you see the most amount of interest coming from? Gosh, it's really all over. I mean, within the state, outside of the state, people from all over are looking for information about Knoxville. People, they might be taking weekend trips from, say, Nashville or Chattanooga or just across the state border, say, in Asheville, up into Kentucky, Atlanta, and from much further away as well. We've got visitors from all across the world. Who would you say or what would you say is could possibly be rec the most recognized? I would say that. If someone in Knoxville was like, oh my gosh, somebody wrote a story about us. I can't believe that. What would be the most recognizable space that Knoxville's so far been mentioned? Like a specific individual location uh, within Knoxville? Person, publication, TV show, something in that, something in that realm. Because I'm always surprised. And I don't know why I'm surprised. But even just the other day, Fox News did a story on their website about 
how Knoxville is the best place to live for older age millennials. I'm like, well, I feel attacked. I'm not old, but that's cool. (laughs) I feel attacked, Fox News. That's fine. And I read the article. I was like, well, this actually, yes, this makes sense. So that was just yesterday. So there's always somebody talking about Knoxville that we don't even know about. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's there's always press about Knoxville all the time, which is really wonderful. And that's a, a part of my role within this uh, the organization of Visit Knoxville to to have press uh, regarding our destination here. And I would say, you'll, I mean, you'll see us in, in Garden and Gun. You might see us in Southern Living. Uh, you'll see us in USA Today. Uh, they're, of course, doing a lot of voting right now for uh, top 10 uh, the their uh, readers polls that they do. So you'll see a lot of activity regarding that. So where you'll see Knoxville's best arts district. So we're hoping people vote for that. So you'll see Knoxville all over the place. And then from the book perspective, Reedy Press is the publisher. So you'll see press from them as well. Uh, new books coming online, current books that exist, different press and areas about that as well. I love that so much. So Knoxville's just just beaming with opportunity. Absolutely. So tell us, I'm going to shift as a quick five minutes on, on your career, which we love. We appreciate everything you do. We really want to know about the book. Well, I really love to share about it. It's like hashtag visit Knoxville next. It's like, all right, tell us about this amazing book, 100 Things to Do in Knoxville Before You Die. And tell us about it and if there's going to be a second edition. Oh, gosh, you know, that is a great question and definitely one that I've gotten. So the book came out just last year. So this is the very first edition of this book. Again, I mentioned Reedy Press. So they have several different series uh, of which 100 Things to Do in, you know, say Albuquerque or Kansas City or, you know, wherever that destination may be. And so at the at the time, there wasn't one in Knoxville. So that was a great opportunity to write about a city and destination that I love. So that's kind of how that came to be. And it's just chock full of all kinds of things to do. The title is 100 Things, but there's way more than 100 in here. I love that. Tell us about it. We've got 30 minutes. Tell us all about it. Absolutely. So the book is kind of separated out by category. So you'll see that there's a little bit of food and drink, some of my favorite subjects. You'll see some art some culture, some history, some outdoors, sports and recreation. You'll see some itineraries in the back. So if you're looking for something from a time of year perspective, you're like, well, it's it's springtime, it's winter. What should I do during these specific times of year? Or maybe you've got a specific theme like a date night, or maybe you're on a budget, or maybe you want to really stick with the outdoors. There's all these different things that you can do to kind of give you a head start. But I would say, truthfully, overall, you can generally open up the book and be able to do that thing. Of course, like I said, some things are seasonal or they might have a a specific window that you can only do that thing within a season. Or there may be a thing that you can only do one particular weekend, like a specific festival that I say, you know, you've got to go to this festival. And that may only take place one day of the year. So uh, that's why I advise people to really take a look at it. And then they can plan future events and those evergreen things in between. I'm an interesting book and I can't wait to get my hands on an actual copy. Where can people find it outside of coming to Knoxville and getting it? Where can they find it? Absolutely. So if you are in Knoxville, you can get it in several different locations. Of course, here at the Visitor Center, you can get it. You can get it. A couple of the historic homes carries it like Blunt Mansion and Mabry Hazen. The Women's Basketball Hall of Fame carries it. IAMS has it. And there's other stores uh, scattered throughout 
that have it as well. Union Avenue Bookstore, for example. So there's several places in Knoxville that you can get a copy. Also, I do a lot of uh, events throughout the year. So you might find me. I was just at Chocolate Fest recently. Uh, I might do a pop-up at First Friday. I'll be at Kendoro Marble uh, coming up here this First Friday. I might be at a library talk, those kinds of different things. And then if you're not in Knoxville and you'd like to look at that and maybe plan uh, some time here, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on my website, sawthisdidthat.com. And I will personally mail that copy to you. Uh, give me some steps to get into the mailbox. So I always appreciate any orders from my site as well. That's sawthisdidthat.com. That is a great name for a website. I love that. Saw that, did this. How clever is that? How clever is that? All right. So everybody just needs to go get the book, end of story. And it came out last year, you said, in 2023. In the next year, being that you get to see everything that comes to Knoxville before it comes to Knoxville, do you anticipate having a hundred new things to do that will, will need a new book? Gosh, you know, I think if I were to do another edition, there's got to be some staples that stay in the book, right? Uh, no, I think no trip to Knoxville would be complete without, you know, seeing the sun sphere. It's, it's Knoxville's version of the Eiffel Tower or Seattle Space Needle, right? It was all, those structures were all built for World's Fairs. So I think that's something really iconic and, and an absolute must do. Um, and there's there's some other musts as well. There's definitely some museums and some art galleries that I really recommend. But to your point, there's always new things happening too. So I, I think within a couple of years, you know, you never know how the landscape changes with all kinds of restaurants and breweries and things changing and moving. It's really exciting and, and fun to be a part of. So, you know, you never know what that second edition might look like. It's going to be big because Knoxville is massive. It's growing and there's just, there's got to be so, there's so many things to do. We all know that real estate is location, location, location. Our team at Just Homes Group, realty executives, has the true expertise, pairing buyers and sellers with the right opportunities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home right here in Knoxville, Lenore City, Clinton, or Farragut, we have the expertise throughout every Knoxville surrounding area. Call Just Homes Group Realty Executives today. All right. What are your plans for the future? Not just for the book, but for Visit Knoxville, the trajectory of, of the way that Knoxville is growing. Visit Knoxville in and of itself. I, I cannot imagine the microscopic extras. Like you went from marketing to now there are there are so many different names inside of Knoxville. It's not just Visit Knoxville. It's the Sports Authority. It's Maker City. It's Scruffy City. There are so many different ways to describe Knoxville that can be used for marketing. Where do you see the future of that going for Knoxville as a whole? You know, I think we've just got a great foundation. There's so much to do here. One of our taglines you'll see in nature-loving, adventure-seeking, artsy kind of town. We kind of describe that as our run-on sentence because Knoxville, it's... I feel like it's greater than the sum of its parts. It's just such an awesome place to be. And it really does offer something for everybody. And I truly do mean that. If you are an outdoorsy person, you don't need to be trapped in the car driving for hours to go on a hike. Iams is just three miles from downtown. It, it's so easy and so accessible. Uh, or maybe you'd really just rather stick to a greenway, something flat. 
the greenways crisscross all over. There's adventure everywhere from botanical gardens to paddling the Tennessee River. You can really do it all here. From an art perspective, you're right. You mentioned the Marble City. You mentioned the Maker City. There's really a lot to that component as well that really makes Knoxville just the vibe that it has so creative, the collaborations that people have. First Friday is one of my personal favorite events. I really try not to miss it. And, uh, you know, just the feeling, and it's hard to describe. You just have to go out and do it and see all the people and have a great time. And then adventure. Well, what does adventure mean to you? Does it mean trying new food? Does it mean maybe something like Navitat and swinging through the trees in an aerial adventure course? What does adventure mean to you? It can be anything here from a, a whiskey flight to, you know what? I've never tried stand-up paddleboarding, but I'm going to give it a go. So that's what I see Knoxville as, and that's what we see it as a way to promote. There's truly, I truly believe that, that there's something here for everybody. I used to think of myself as a very fit young lady until I tried paddleboarding. It does require some core work, doesn't it? <laughs> I tried so hard. And the greatest thing about it is you just paddle over to downtown, get off your paddleboard, go eat something anywhere. I was like, forget it. I'm out. This was great. I'm just going to take my paddleboard lay it down on the dock, and then go to Calhoun's. It's like, you know what? There's, there's an opportunity. There you have it. You two people, two true beginners, try doing it at Meads Quarry. The water is flat and glass-like. There's not a current to be had. So if you're a true beginner, give that a go, and you might find your confidence really built up quickly. Go ahead and go for a kayak, do your paddling, come back. But you know, if you're going the one way, it only means that you're going to have to come back. So keep that in mind if you're on the Tennessee River. I'll just call Knox Brew Tours, but like, listen, I'm going to book a tour last minute. Come get me in your bus. <laughs> Please, this somebody help. Hilarious, hilarious. Okay, all of the opportunity of Knoxville growing, and it is insanely fast. It is so exhausting to watch the efforts being made, but then exciting to see it all come together. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's like a steam train. It's going, it's going, it's going. Where do you see it going in a decade? Like, where do you really see Knoxville? Do you see Knoxville as big as Nashville with its own pockets of specialities? I mean, currently, I feel like, now this is just me because I'm from here, I feel like it's all the same. I feel like even if I'm in the old city, I'm still in Scruffy City, Maker City, Art City. I still feel like I'm outdoors, indoors, capable of going anywhere within a three-mile radius. I'm right there in the middle. As I've seen larger cities grow, they start to move into their own accompaniments. Right. So it's like, well, you live in one specific area. So you do those things. So this is where all the breweries are. This is where all the stuff is. I don't see Knoxville going that way, but I don't know what the vision for that is. Where do you all see that going? Gosh, you know, I don't know. If I had a crystal ball here, I guess we'd all buy lotto tickets. And <laughs> I don't know. But truly, I think Knoxville has, has really grown in a great way. And you do see those changes in neighborhoods. They all kind of have their own vibe. You know, going back to the outdoors thing, I think a lot of people do think of South Knoxville or Sono, for those in the know. You've got so much access to the urban wilderness there, whether you're a mountain biker, you're a hiker, you're a paddler, or you just like being outside, there's a lot of opportunity and it's really close. But really, all areas of Knoxville have really wonderful things to offer. I mean, we, I mentioned Mabry Hazen earlier in East Knoxville. The Knoxville Botanical Gardens are also in East. You could go West and find wonderful breweries like Orange Hat. Crafty Bastard has their second location over in, in West. 
you go north if you're on broadway or happy holler i love to go vintage shopping i mean there's just so much fun and funky flavor everywhere you know whether you're downtown or uh, really anywhere across the city and beyond so i think it's all knoxville but you know, each neighborhood has its own vibe. I mean, when I go to Bearden, I'm always looking at wonderful galleries. I'm stopping by places like Nostalgia. You know, you're finding all of these cool places to go, little pockets of stores and breweries, great food all over the place. So Knoxville's grown and changed in such a way that even the things that have always been are here, they're just something different. Like, I don't know if you were here when Sundown in the City was here. Were you here during that time? Yes. Okay. So sundown in the city, Thursday nights. I mean, I saw Blues Travelers when I was in college here. There might have been 600 people on Market Square at that time. You know, downtown Knoxville, nobody knew it existed. It was great. It was like this secret place that we all knew about, you know. And now that's kind of, in my opinion, transformed into Big Ears Festival because the music's still here. The opportunity's still here to see. But Big Ears Festival's huge. It is such an opportunity. How many festivals does Knoxville have? Is there like a top five most attended Knoxville festival list? Oh gosh, you know, I don't know about top attended, but I do know that I personally try to go to a lot of them. My weekends are booked on booked. I do really enjoy Big Ears. It's such a great opportunity to find new music, enjoy all the different historic venues, and no two experiences are the same. I mean, you're going from the Pilot Light to the Tennessee Theater, to the Bijou, back to the Standard. You might find yourself in a church. It's just all over the place in the best kind of way. And then, of course, you've got World's Fair Park. So you've got that historic nod to a beautiful green space where, you know, you'll see things like Knoxville Asian Festival that celebrated 10 years last year. So, you know, really exciting different types of things from Market Square and beyond. Or there might be festivals in other locations, like you might find a Greek Fest. One, another one of my personal favorites over at St. George's uh, on Kingston Pike. So that's also one that I really try not to miss. If I can get myself uh, some uh, some euros, some lucamades, I'm a happy camper. All I know, I used to, so when I was young, when I was very young, we used to make the baklava for the Greek Fest with our friends. So all of, I mean, you know, the, the Sahoyas family and the Rigas family and all, everybody would get together. And I, that's how I learned to make baklava. And it was weeks of work and there was so much pride in it and now those you know those families aren't necessarily here anymore but the tradition still remains and it's like seeing so much history grow into and you know back then maybe 150 people 200 people attended because that's that was a percentage in Knoxville you know and now you're like thousands of people attend these things and the history and the community is still there you still feel it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Are there any festivals that are new, like just a couple of years old, that people may not know about? Yeah, Southern Skies is a really great one. That's put on by Dogwood Arts. So you'll want to catch that one that's coming up in May. And that is a newer festival. And they've added on a whiskey tasting component. So you'll want to check that out. That's Southern Skies put on by Dogwood Arts. So all the music lovers and the whiskey tasters, you know, that's its own kind of an adventure finding new music, tasting new whiskeys. That's adventure to me. Can't say no to that. I can't say no. Not mad at it. That's right. So that's a new one to definitely put on your radar. Yeah, that's new. I'd love to learn something new every time we have somebody in Knoxville on this podcast because we have about 17,000 listeners every month, which is great. We're growing. 
And a lot of people outside of this area aren't even aware of where we are. They all think we're Nashville. I get phone calls all the time. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna land in Nashville. We'll be, we'll be there in like five minutes. I'm like, three hours? We are special. We're in our own little section of the world here and we have so much to offer. And we always send them to the Visit Knoxville website, but we always like to know what's, what's new and maybe get that conversation going because now we have so much to offer, it's almost overwhelming to be able to narrow that down, which is where your book comes in. Truly, I recommend flipping through the book. Again, it's separated out by category. You'll find a little bit of everything. One thing I did mention about the book, it's gonna have a lot of my own personal tips and tricks throughout. For an example, one of my favorite things to do is to go over to the UT Gardens. And I love to, if I've got my bike with me or if I want to rent a bike, you can get them from the Knoxville Adventure Collective, just right on the river. And I love to bike the Greenway. You can bike the Neyland Greenway. And I literally say this in the book, it's two and a half miles one way, just enough to get your heart pumping without passing out, which is really a goal of mine. <laughs> well, we appreciate you want to stay around. <laughs> <laughs> so it's little things like that where, you know, maybe you have gone to UT Gardens before, but maybe you've never biked there. Or maybe you've just been and you've gone for a stroll, but have you ever maybe taken a picnic? Or my personal favorite, I love to take a little set of watercolors and just kind of hang out, relax, maybe read a book. And it's a great way to decompress after all the hustle and bustle. And really, you can go there any time of year. You're going to see new plants. April, August, it's going to look pretty different. So I'd recommend visiting frequently. Awesome. I, I'm going to take that suggestion. I know UT Gardens is absolutely stunning. And at one point in time, we attended somebody's wedding there years ago. And I can't even remember who that was, honestly. It was so beautiful, though. We're so blessed to have that opportunity. People don't uh, don't really necessarily know how to take advantage of what UT offers a lot of the time. Absolutely, and it's free. So you can really go anytime. There's great coffee shops to be had nearby. One of those is Capybara. The owners are so nice. They're from Brazil and they're really passionate about Brazilian coffee culture. So, you know, maybe pick up uh, a cup of joe, head over to the gardens. Hey, maybe you haven't been on campus in a long time and you like to look at the architecture, learn some of the history of the buildings and the places that make up UT today. There are walking tours available. So even just campus alone, there's all kinds of things to check out and do. Well, I know Cruz Farm just opened an ice creamery or UT opened their, I don't know who owns that. It's the UT Creamery. Yep. The UT Creamery, that's new. K-Brew's got a spot now at campus, so that's really exciting. And, and outside of that, there are other things to do. They have the McClung Museum is on campus. That's a free museum of history and culture there. You can also check out the Clarence Brown Theater. So for the theater lovers, that's a great way to enjoy a professional theater right here on campus. So really exciting opportunities without going very far. I love that. All right, we're going to put you on the spot. It's my favorite thing. And it's something only you think is, like, this is the first place that you think of. Like, this person's literally never been here outside of what we all know. Like, they can see, like, the Sun Sphere, downtown or Market Square. Things that are obvious. Where do you take people that have never been here before? Well, let me say it like this. First off, I do try to figure out what they are interested in. And I really kind of try to customize and tailor that. We have so much to offer that that's really easy to do. So it kind of depends what food they're interested in, if they like more history, art, outdoors, what do they want to do from there? And then I really try to customize. But some of the highlights I would definitely say, I am a history person. I love the East Tennessee History Center. I think it's 
great to get a good solid understanding of where we came from, where we are now. I really think that that's valuable. I also always love going to the Knoxville Museum of Art. I am an art gallery nerd. I will always go to an art gallery anytime I can find them. And I, I mentioned First Friday earlier. I really hope people can coincide a visit with the First Friday because the vibe is unmatched. Now, if I'm thinking of specific hikes, I always love to take people to the Keystone over at Iams. It really shows off Knoxville as the Marble City and what that quarrying pass looks like. So I just think that that's really cool to just kind of happen upon. It kind of gives Indiana Jones Temple of Doom vibes without the doom. You know, it's just really cool. And, you know, the Tennessee River running right through Knoxville. For those people, if they're here in the summer, I'm in. And hey, maybe you don't want to do a stand-up paddleboard. Okay, I'll do it again. I'll fall down all day. I'll, I'll end up in Calhoun. <laughs> I totally get that. And hey, there's other opportunities. You can take the Star of Knoxville, the Tennessee Riverboat. You can do the Volunteer Princess. So it's like, there's so many options, so little time. What do you want to do? We can make a customized itinerary. I love that. I love that so much. I'm not going to ask you exactly where you live. Obviously, I don't want you to share your personal information. But everybody has a different answer to this question because of proximity to where they are. Where's your favorite grocery store? I wouldn't know that this is necessarily my favorite grocery store per se, but one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is to go to different smaller grocery stores like the Lucky Grocery Store that's over by the Westtown Mall. I love to go to Downtown West. There's two Indian groceries over there. So I'll pick up my basmati rice. I'll get all kinds of curries and things. There's little Guatemalan markets or there's an African market up on Clinton Highway. So that probably doesn't answer your question, but truthfully, I love finding new food. And like, I don't know what this is. I'm gonna buy it and take it home. Like I've got a box of fufu mix. And when you food a lot, you let us all know. You got to do a TikTok or something about that. I have no idea what that is. It sounds delicious. It's, it's like a, um, it's cassava flour, basically. So it's like a thicker texture than mashed potato that you use in a lot of different African cuisine to scoop stew. So it's kind of like used almost as, as a spoon in a way. Is that new there toward gauche? Um, they have a different type of bread. That bread is called injera. And that's like a very flat, thin type of bread. Yes, but also same concept to use it as as a as a utensil. Interesting. Yeah, I love ghost. That place is one, that's like one of my top five. Oh, and, and speaking of markets, the Holy Land market right there. There's another one. <laughs> I love that. Knoxville. I'm telling you, you know, I don't think everybody else knows. We've only been doing this podcast a year. We have so many people that ask me questions like, "What about this? What about this?" And my answer is always, "Yes, we have it. Yes, it's here. I promise. We're so eclectic." You just need to know where to look. Absolutely. I totally agree. Remind us one more time where we can find your information, find your book, and just where Visit Knoxville is in general. We got two minutes. Give us everything that we need to know. Absolutely. We got this. So if you want to come to Visit Knoxville, that's at 301 South Gay Street downtown. You can visit us online there at visitknoxville.com. If you want to check out my book, you can also find it there in the gift shop alongside a lot of other makers' things. And then you can also try my website, sawthisdidthat.com, and you can follow me on social. You'll find me on both Instagram and Facebook at 100ThingsKnoxville. So you can find me there, follow along with whatever my shenanigans are. I hope you'll pick up the book and tag me in your own shenanigans. I'd love to see what you get into. I love that so much. Everybody, thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Julia Hurley, your host of Connect the Knox, Connecting Knoxville. 
to the nation. Until next time, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave a five-star review on your podcast player of choice. And if you would like information on moving to Knoxville, send me a private message. As always, this is Julia Hurley connecting Knoxville to the nation.